Hey there fellow seekers, this is Barbara McDermott with Shift Formula and today we're investigating the concept of insulin resistance. If you, like my clients, like my daughter had been struggling with, unable, you know, even following all the food rules and protocols of exercise, right? And you're still not able to lose the weight, especially what we call stubborn belly fat, right? Yeah, you probably are to some degree insulin resistant. Let's think about this. Insulin is a hormone that allows the sugar created from the meals that we eat to go into the cells of our body to be used as energy. And it also gets shuttled into storage as, you know, fat around our middle. Okay, so insulin is not just the sh blood sugar lowering hormone, it's actually our body fat accumulation hormone. Let me say that again. Insulin is your body fat accumulation hormone. It's also your body fat lockdown hormone. When insulin levels are elevated in your body, in my body, had been in my daughter's body, when insulin levels are a little bit elevated or a lot elevated, often you're not able to use your body fat. So even though you're going to exercise classes and putting all of this effort in, you're still unable to operate on your body fuel if insulin levels are elevated. So why do we develop a resistance to insulin? Well, since the very first time you had your very first meal when you were an infant, your body released insulin to allow the sugars from the meal to be used for energy by your cells. So insulin has been present in our life since our first meal, whatever your birthday was, okay? And over time, think about how many meals we eat. I'm 58 year, years old now. How many meals have I eaten in my life? A sure heck of a lot. However, the higher the carbohydrate meals we eat, the more insulin responds because carbohydrate 100% is blood sugar. So think about the directives we've been told since the late 70s and 80s to avoid fat and eat a lot of damn warm carbohydrates, right? We have been completely led off course to consume a carbohydrate lopsided diet. And even if it's whole and real and organic and pure carbohydrate is still blood sugar. So our body puts out insulin to match the amount of carbohydrate that we eat. We develop a resistance because your cells can only take so much sugar from your bloodstream. It's like a protective mechanism. We call insulin a gatekeeper hormone. So, you know, our body is a built-in protective mechanism against sugar being shuttled into our cells. That's not cool. That makes me have a little red flag, like, wait a minute, maybe sugar is not the best fuel for my body. Well, the cool thing is, is your body makes glucose. So eating a lot of heavy glucose being generated by carbohydrate meals doesn't make sense because your body can make it itself. And also protein can convert to glucose. So there's no need to eat a high carbohydrate anything. But our cells start to become desensitized to insulin's signal. A hormone is like a signal catalyst and a cell has receptors and responds. The cells stop responding. So your body's like, wait a minute, I'm trying to get the blood sugar for this girl out of her bloodstream and into her cells and the cells are not opening up. So when we become resistant to insulin, here's the lousy. 
we actually become insulin persistent. Your body starts to put out even more insulin. That's the crikey right there. So if, if a doctor says you have insulin resistance, you need to think to yourself, shoot, that means my body's even pumping out more insulin? Not cool. Because if I have even more insulin in my body, there's no way I can lose weight because I can't use my weight. I can't use my body fat when insulin levels are elevated. So here are our two actions, okay? Number one, eat foods that don't stimulate insulin. We want to give our body a break from insulin so this persistent push out just starts to quiet down. We call it quieting insulin. So we're going to choose foods that are non-insulin stimulating. Which foods are non-insulin stimulating? It's low carbohydrate foods. Okay, the less carbohydrate that you eat, the less insulin your body's gonna have to pump out. It's exactly linear, just like that. Okay, so you think about it. If I'm eating more things like salmon and Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts are really low carbohydrate. All your greens are low carbohydrate. You know, things like uh, eggs with cream cheese mixed in them. That's our egg Saratoga. Imagine scrambled eggs with butter and cream cheese. None of those stimulate insulin. That's where that idea of high fat comes in. There's fat in the butter. There's fat in the cream cheese. There's some fat in the eggs. And we've been told to avoid those. Mm -mm. We need to avoid the carbohydrates. So eating low carbohydrate allows our body to not stimulate so much insulin. That's number one. And then number two to give our body even more periods of time, extend the periods of time when we are in a non-insulin stimulating state. And this is where the idea, the concept of eating high fat. Now the word high and the word low, my dog just ran in, the word high and low are, they're, they're not concrete. What does high mean? You know, I eat, I eat a lot of fat. In fact, what do I have? 12, 14, 14. I have about 40 grams of fat every morning in my morning coffee. I've been doing it for seven years and I'm slimmer and stronger than I've been in my life. Okay. 58 years old. You would think you shouldn't be consuming 40 grams of fat barb every morning, but I do. And I have, and it has made a world of difference because by having, and instead of saying high fat, I'd like to use the word enough fat. Okay. Because when we use the word high fat, it makes some people misled into thinking you can just keep eating fat, just keep eating fat, eat bacon, eat eggs, eat butter, and just keep eating fat. And then the people who are doing that ketogenic approach can get themselves into trouble and they think, why can't I lose the weight? Well, you're just eating too much. Okay. The whole idea is to eat enough fat. What, what does enough mean? When I drink my morning coffee with the amount of fat I just told you, I go for hours. In fact, I go all day. I forget to eat. I don't have lunch. I haven't eaten lunch in years. But just because I'm not hungry, I don't need it. I got myself down to one meal a day naturally because I'm just not hungry because I have enough fat in my first feeding. It's non-stimulating. So my insulin resistance is not a thing. My insulin's nice and quiet. So what am I doing? I'm dining in on body fuel all the time or whenever I need to. Sure, when I have my meals, I'm not dining in on body fat then. But I get right back to it. You know, you go to sleep at night, you're fasting again, you're not eating, 
You're extending the non-insulin stimulating periods of your life, and that brings insulin resistance or breaks it. So the persistent release of insulin backs off, and because we are giving ourselves a vacation from the incessant insulin, the resistance breaks. And now insulin quiets down, and when insulin quiets down, you're able to use up that body fat that's been hanging around your middle for probably decades. It can be done. It can be done pleasantly. It can actually be done almost accidentally. <laughs> when I have new shifters come in, they say, you know what? I can't believe I, 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 I actually forgot to eat lunch too. Like, is that okay? Is it okay if I only eat one meal a day? You know, am I going to get all my nutrients in? Uh, yeah, you're going to be just fine.